Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, it's a game, it's a watch, it's Mario's bombs away, everybody hit the deck! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. I am so Welcome excited. Welcome to Game & Watch I Month. I can't believe it. We're there. Uh, sort of. Sort of. I mean, the we, we the are... listener is there. <laughs> That's right. We are in yeah. Game & Watch Month. Yes, is it starting a week late? You could argue that. You could argue that. Are we recording this? Uh, three weeks before. <laughs> it's time folding in on itself. That's right. In a way that just reminds us how meaningless it all is. Wow. Okay. This is where we're starting. This is the energy <laughs> that we're starting with today. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah, when, you uh, uh, I was enjoying some chewing gum today. <laughs> and on the packaging, it says uh, that it is ADA, American Dental Association, sure. accepted. Hmm. Not like they haven't disowned not it. recommended, right? Not like approved. It's accepted, which is feels like such a resigned way to yeah. like say that. Where it's just like, yeah, they're okay. they're fine with it. Did you say recommended? <laughs> no, but somebody like yeah. that's free money, yeah, for whoever wants to trademark that. But it, it got me thinking of um, you know, like for commercials for toothbrushes, yeah, and they're like nine out of ten dentists would recommend this toothbrush. It's like that's fine, but I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to the one yeah. that wouldn't. Because what happened? Exactly. Tell me about the holdout. What happened with this toothbrush that they were like, "No, I wouldn't use this toothbrush." And why don't they just find another dentist? <laughs> well, and that's the terrifying thing is that like when they say nine out of ten dentists recommend, it doesn't mean one dentist that they talked to said, "Nah, I don't really recommend this toothbrush." It means ten percent of dentists they talked to were like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to say yes. You should do this." But why? Like, what was wrong? Because I personally yeah. have never i've used toothbrushes that i like more than others yeah but there's yeah. never really been a toothbrush that i'm like no i would like go out of my way to tell somebody do not use this toothbrush this is a great point why is there no consensus among dentists as to what the best toothbrush is and i want to know what those 10 percent have against the toothbrush that i'm about to purchase it should really be like 99 dentists in 100 then I can I can I can accept the fact that like one percent of dentists are just like contrarian whack jobs and like we're never gonna get through to them and like that's fine we live in you know different you're right worlds. they might be dentists their their whole thing might be like I don't use toothbrushes at all I put uh toothpaste on my finger right but I can't I can't imagine that dentist recommends that right? no but they accept the chewing gum I see I see. Uh, here's something that I can't say that we recommend, but we do accept my copy of Sonic Forces. Would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. There might be a uh, copy of Untitled Goose Game in there, which also belongs to me, uh, <laughs> but you can play that for as long as you want to and then send it back. Costs you nothing. It's a perfect borrowing program. The other thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We genuinely appreciate it so much. 
It is a way for people to find the show, to grow this little society we call the Nintendo Cartridge Society. And it's something that genuinely Patrick and I look forward to every time we have a new review. Because really, we love hearing from you in any form. Absolutely. When people interact with us on Twitter, when people send us emails. Even if we don't read every email on the show, we do read and I try to respond to every email. Yeah. We genuinely love everybody who's part of this little society of ours. So thank you so much to everyone who has left us a five-star review in the past. Reminder that if you don't leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, there's a good chance we won't see it. But if you hit us up on Twitter or you send us an email, we would love to give you a shout out on the show. Yeah, so just do that. And you know that email address, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. The next note on our uh, show notes here is October is Game & Watch Month. We're in it. We're in it. So for the next uh, two weeks, we're going to be talking about Game & Watch. um, But we are starting... We Right now, and then for the two weeks following, we'll be talking about Game & Watch. A totality of three weeks, a totality, at yes. least. Yes. I mean, who knows? We could go on forever and ever. This may be <laughs> this a Game & ju- Watch podcast. Yeah, it could just become a Game & Watch podcast. That is something we should all be terrified of. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Mark, let's get into it, because we've got uh, we've got some sort of table setting to yes. do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do it. Let's guess what every Game & Watch game actually is. Now, so it's important that we are recording this early, right? Uh, because we want to do our homework as far as Game & Watch is concerned. We want to, when we get to our informative episodes, we want to know what we're talking about, at least a little bit. This episode, however, different story. Oh, we are going to be so stupid we're in this episode. We're going to be so dumb. I mean, we're just gonna, it's going to be like two... You know, like in cartoons when they would put like the dunce hat on someone and make them sit in the corner of the one-room schoolhouse? That's us. It's Oh, man. We are both going to be wearing the most enormous dunce caps possible. Nintendo Dunce Society. That's what we are today. Uh, because w- as to our uh, vision here uh, at the outset pre-Game uh, & Watch month, we know that there are 47 Game & Watch games. Uh, this is not to say that there are 47 different like Game & Watch uh, machine and game like combos. We know that it's been iterated on a bunch of times. Uh, but there are 47 games that make up the library yeah and we're not counting the 35th anniversary releases right. of uh super mario the super mario brothers game and watch and the upcoming zelda game and watch right and we are going to uh sometimes know we're going to go through the list of all 47 and we are either going to know what the games are and we'll talk about them or we're going to look at the title and guess uh based on what we know about nintendo what we know about these ips and what we know about Game and Watch itself. Um, again, at this point, we uh, I would consider us both Game and Watch neophytes. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I mean, on that note, before we get into the games themselves, do you think that it's appropriate for us to talk about Game and Watch in general? Sure. And just kind of set the table for what Game and Watch is. Sure. So Game and Watch is a line of portable, uh, like handheld consoles, not not consoles, but handheld machines that Nintendo started putting out in 1980. I think so. Um, and would continue re- to release them throughout the 80s. Um, and they are single game machines. So like one of the we were making fun of it on our Game Boy episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but the fact that you could change games out, uh, you know, in the Game Boy was novel because the game and watch they were all uh single use games they were all in black and white using a like liquid crystal display 
um, kind of like the those old like tiger uh, handhelds. Yeah, that's like the reference because I never owned any Game and Watch machines, but I definitely owned like the tiger electronics kind of like variations on yeah. this idea. Yeah, and uh, you know, Tiger did a lot of um like other video game uh, companies uh, that you know they they had like a Double Dragon one. Um, and then they also did a lot of like licensed stuff. And we are going to encounter some licensed games in here, which is very exciting to me. I can't wait to guess what uh, Mickey and Donald is. Um, but it, you know, for, for the most part, like these kind of circle around um, Nintendo properties and like occasionally uh, are games that we have seen in Nintendo things since. Right. right? Yep. And the gameplay on all of these. Because it is a single screen, yeah. Uh, and the way that the game play is built is there is like predefined. Uh, I don't even know how you describe it. Like line graphics, yeah. And um, depending on what is happening on the screen, like if something is falling from the sky, then uh, you know, like it'll light up the first ball that's falling, and then the second, right. and that's how it conveys motion. And so, uh, your movements and everything are very predefined. It's not like it's the, the Mario game is going to be like the first level of Super Mario Brothers, and there's a lot of scrolling and a lot of like jumping. It's like, no, generally there's like three or four actions that you can take, and that's like the totality of it. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, like to, to, to your point. So, like, the, the visuals here um, strike a very strange balance between like, they are weirdly detailed because it is just a. Um, is just a single image that like appears right and is not constrained by like pixels or anything but the you know we're talking single frames of animation per second right yep. like um, really limited motion even if the individual graphics are surprisingly good in a lot of these cases and probably the reference that most people have for game and watch now is mr game and watch from super smash brothers and you know the way that mr game and watch moves where there's not really animation per se. It is just right. going from one pose to the next. Right. You are experiencing what Game and Watch was like. Right. And you'll see Game and Watch, you know, show up in like WarioWare has a a, a Game and Watch thing in it. Um, I, I I'm just going to use another like ancient example here, but the um Game Boy Camera had like Game and Watch games in it. Um, and yeah, so like the, these games are still around. So and I think that is largely going to be how we know some of these. Mm -hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, we've got a list of 47 games. Um, Mark, should we just get into it? Yeah, let us tarry no further. Uh, we uh, so, the way we're going to do this is uh, we, we've got this list. We believe it's mostly chronological, um, and we are going to uh, see the name of the game. We are going to discuss what we think it is, and then we are going to look it up and read the descriptions, as all as provided by um, the Game & Watch uh, article on, on Wikipedia. Um, not a research-heavy episode for us, right? This is where we're going in. We're seeing exactly, uh, we're, we're guessing, and then we're seeing exactly what uh, Wikipedia says the games are. Yep. First up is Ball. So this one, I think I do know what it is. and I think you do, yeah. It's it, Mr. Game & Watch is how I think of it. Yeah. And you're juggling, essentially, like yep. tossing a ball back and forth, yeah. keeping it in the air. Yeah, and starting with one ball and then adding more balls as as the game progresses, right? So it's uh, and there are like three positions where uh, so you're you're controlling both hands with like one one button of either like moving them both to the left, both to the right, um, and just have to get under the ball um, to keep it going and rack up a high score. 
I don't even think we need to look that I, one up. I don't think we need to look it up either. I feel fairly confident. Yeah, me too. That we got that one right. Bam, ball, done, got it. <laughs> Starting off on a high note. Yep. Now it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Flagman. I'm gonna guess it's semaphore related. Uh, is that the uh like the signal core? Like that's my intention. Okay. I don't. That that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think that is semaphore. Um. And. Yeah, so that that's what I think it is. Although I'm trying to guess, like, what do you think the gameplay part of that is? I like, don't know. Do you think it's like a Simon type thing where like it does it, and then you have to then repeat you're it trying back. to like follow. That's a good guess. I think this may have something to do with you know we freq- frequently see Mr. Game and Watch holding a sign above his head with numbers on it, uh-huh. and I think that may be what this is. Okay. So I I don't know if it's like you counting things or I don't know like. I, I'm I'm seeing it in my head in terms of like the the Wario land or WarioWare where it's like which of these is higher? Like three or eight. Got it. Okay, should we look up and see what Flagman is? Yeah, do you want to do it? Okay, so yeah. uh all right, Flagman. The object is to repeat the pattern of numbers on the flags held up by the on screen character Mr. Game and Watch. A life is lost each time the player pushes the wrong button or hits the correct number too late. The game ends when three lives are lost. Game B requires the character to push the right number as quickly as possible before time runs out. So what it looks like is the Game & Watch has um, like four action buttons on it. One, two, three, and four. And then uh, Mr. Game & Watch holds up like two flags yeah, that I think, have numbers yeah. on them. And then you have to press the correct buttons as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's basically like Simon, right? He He does... Because you're repeating the patterns of numbers. So if, if they're like one, two, two, one, then you have yeah, to push then you one, have to one, two, 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 two one. one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that's, that's good. That, that one's, I, I think it's interesting the, uh, um, the fact that it has um, one, two, three, and four buttons. That like, those are the yeah. button names. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going, yeah. to, uh, I'm going to highlight ones that we get correct green. So we can go back and at the end see how many we were oh, that's able good. to like call. That's good. Correct. Uh, that's more complicated than like bolding them or italicizing <laughs> them. But that's, you've started. And yet this it up. is the burden I have put on myself, <laughs> and I uh, will not walk it back. Uh, game number three is vermin. I'm guessing this is like, or do you want to take a guess? Because I think I guessed last time. I th- I believe this is like whack a mole. Yeah, that's um, my guess too. And I I don't think it's as uh, as uh, like in a normal whack a mole thing they just sort of like pop up. Uh, I think in this you see them approach. So uh, there's there's like a, a a three step like they're far away, they're medium distance, and then they're there. And so some of them will actually approach at faster speeds than others. Um, so I I think that's what it is. I believe Vermin is also the game that's included in the Zelda game and watch when it comes out at the end of this year. Oh, replacing Vermin with like Bokoblins or something, or it just is Vermin. I think they may still be vermin, but like the guy is Link instead uh, uh-huh. of uh, a, a, instead of um, Mr. Game and Watch. Do you want to check to verify? Uh, I will. I will uh, trust and verify. Um, let's see. In vermin, moles pop out of the ground and uh, try to get into the player's garden. The player has to hit the moles with a hammer to keep them out of the garden. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think we. I think I think we got it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Man, we're we're uh, maybe we are game and watch experts. It seems like we know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Yep, three out of forty-seven, and we are feeling pretty good about ourselves. Next up, fire. Now, this one I think is a misnomer because I believe 
bed. This is somebody jumping out of a burning building, this is and my you guess have well. like a um a trampoline. Yeah, and you're trying to get the person to like land on this trampoline. You, like you're controlling two Misters Game and Watch on either side uh, of like a uh, trampoline. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. um together like moving them around. Yeah. So it's it's really just another like positioning w- where the trampoline needs to go. Mark, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. But let us um, check and make sure. Here, I, I, I got it. Okay. Uh, the player controls two firemen who carry the trampoline and must catch people who fall from a burning building and bounce them into the waiting ambulance. Um, in the original Silver series, blah, 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 blah. I think we nailed it. Mark, okay. Nailed it. Another green. Um, man, that's we're like one twelfth of the way <laughs> done and we're already uh, correct all the way. Although here's here's a here's our first challenge, I think. Game number five is called Judge. I yes. Okay. My immediate thought, and I don't think this is correct. I'm yeah. uh before I even say this, I'm gonna say it's probably sports related. But what I would uh, love, like you're a line judge or something. Yeah, sure. But what I would love if this is somehow like courtroom related. Yeah. And like Mr. Game and Watch is um the holding judge. forth like yes, right. like a, a kangaroo court mm-hmm. of some sort. And, you know, people are being dragged in front of him, and he's just willy-nilly making decisions based on uh, political influence. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it could be that. I wonder if it's, like, gavel-related that the gameplay is. <laughs> it's, like, Berman kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- whenever, whenever someone's, like, lying in the courtroom, you have to, like, bang <laughs> the gavel. Because kind of what – okay. But, like, sports-related, kind of what I'm wondering is, like, I wonder if it's – um there's, like – let's just say like four like race cars or horses or something yeah that are and this may be too complicated for game and watch but they're like get like going to the finish line and is your you have to like you have to make it's like the photo call. finish essentially yeah. you have to like make the call which one won yeah i could see, and i could see that being like interesting and like starting off easy and becoming more difficult as you go uh, let's let's go with that that you are some sort of uh like referee of some kind okay okay let's uh all right, let's see if we're five for five. Judge, players control two figures who hold hammers in their hands and hold up numbers. The one with the higher number must attack, and the one with the lower number must flee. An attack may be performed before the number is held up as a gamble. Interesting. I'm not even sure I totally understand that. It sounds like it's a kind of like rock, paper, scissors, like bluffing sort of game, right? Right, exactly. It, yeah. And you, but you can. Tr- Players control two figures. It's a single screen game for either one or two players. Okay. Well, what's, yeah. That's interesting. I think this makes it the first uh, multiplayer game that we've encountered. Right. Um, in, in, in the Game & Watch. That you could actually play this game against a human being. So it seems like similar in some ways to Flagman, where it's like each character holds up a number. Right. And, if you, and then it's like Twitch controls, where it's like, if you have attack... You want to hit that as quick as possible. If you have the higher number, you want to hit that as quick as possible. If I have the lower number, I want to hit guard as quick as possible. Right. And then that's how... Um, uh, and then if you... If the person who hits it first probably wins, but then you can guess before the numbers are even appeared and like just like say, okay, I'm going to hit guard uh, because I think I'm going to get the lower number this time right. and I will be guaranteed to win. But you could lose automatically. Um, that's kind of interesting. That is that is kind of interesting. Judge, so, I don't really know like what uh where the name comes from. Yeah, but I think we can say pretty definitively that we got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We do not know what shame. Judge is. 
Uh, red. Do you think that's an appropriate color? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It could be a, an even more shameful red, and I would be okay <laughs> with that. Um, next up is manhole. This one I think I know. Okay. Um, this is going to be one of those where there are like people crossing bridges. Uh, I, I think it is specifically two bridges. Um, and you have there are two gaps in each of the bridges. Uh, and so there are four positions for your little man to be in top left, uh, top right, bottom left, bottom right. And you just have to be, you know, over those gaps to allow um, the NPCs to cross. Yep. That's 100% right. That's 100% right. Yeah. So manhole we named, nailed. Uh, helmet is up next. Uh, oh, boy. Do you have any guesses as to what helmet is? Do you think that Mr. Game & Watcher, your character, is, like, wearing some, like, a, a hat? Like, wearing some sort of helmet, right? Okay, all right. And then, um, <laughs> like, objects are falling, and you have to try to, like, catch them mm. on your head. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty good idea that, like, you, the goal is to have things hit your head. And are you, like... Is it possible that you're like deflecting them onto something else? Like, do you have like a springy thing on your head? Oh, interesting. That image feels right to me. Like, okay, so you have like a, uh, because I think what we learned from Judge, right, is that helmet does not necessarily mean you are using your hat to be protected from something. It probably just right. means like we didn't want to call this thing hat. Right. Yes. It it features a helmet. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like fire is actually fireman, right? right. Like you yeah. are fireman. Uh huh. Um, it's it's so. F- I, can you imagine putting out a product just called fire? <laughs> Everyone's screaming for it. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. So okay. What we're so what we're guessing is that you are wearing your character is wearing a hat. That has a spring on top of it, yeah. And you, what uh, the falling objects, which we'll say are balls, are like falling from the sky, and you are trying to have them hit the springs. So they're like deflected, right? And it's possible that there are like some objects you can deflect, and other objects that you can't, and you have to get out of the way of those, right? All right. Uh, I I will read the description here. Uh, the player must prevent. Uh, no, that's manhole. Um, tools fall from the sky, but there is a house on the right side of the screen. The player must guide the character towards the house and dodge tools uh, until the doors open. Oh, that's kind of opens. funny. So it's like you're a construction worker, and there's falling tools, and ah, you have to make your sure. way to the work site, and so you have to avoid the tools. Okay. Uh, so we were close-ish, but we had this whole spring thing, and like we, we made it too complicated. Uh, I'm gonna say the shame, shame on that one. We did yes. not get that one right. Next up is lion. Ooh, do you think that this is like a, uh, uh, or I guess I will say my guess is that you're like you play as a lion tamer. Yeah, 100%, and you are putting yes. your head into a lion, open mouth, and it's kind of like a game of chicken where you're like you, you know, like um. Are sure. trying to pull out like your head out of the lion's mouth, like mere microseconds to right, them the closing sooner, their jaws. Right. The the closer uh, to him, the more points yeah, you get. The more points you get. I think that's good. I think it is probably more of a this one maybe more sort of like rock paper scissors z in that you've got like a chair and a whip and like various options as to like how to 
defend yourself from the lion, and so you just have to look at the lion's posture and decide which one to use. Oh, because the lion is going to attack, and so if you, yeah. like, let's say he attacks up, and you're using the chair down, right. you're going to get mauled. Yes, oh, right. that's fun. That's in, fun. In front of uh, families and people <laughs> in attendance. <laughs> yeah, at, at that's the right. That's um, right. So that's that's my guess. I think uh, yours could also be right, um, but Mark, okay, so read it for the us. actual description is the player is a lion tamer, all right, who must prevent the lion from escaping from its cage. Hmm. Uh, not super satisfying. No, uh, so I'm, lo- I'm looking at the... Um, I'm looking at the, the Game & Watch itself for right. lion. And it looks like it's, a, you know, a variation on, like, an arcade game, like, uh, um, like the Root Beer Tap. Kind of, yeah. Kinda game. Is, is this a, a, a multi? No, it's a single player game, but it looks like you control Two lion, tamers, lion on, tamers on either side yeah, of the screen. Yeah, so in the center of the screen is a cage with yeah. like three lions in it, and the cage is three tiers, and you are a lion tamer who has a chair. So I'm guessing that the lions are like moving at different speeds, and right. your goal is to like block their exit from the cage sure. by moving your the, your character either on the left or the right up to the appropriate level. So really, there's no reason it couldn't be a two-player game. You would each just, like, hold the side of it. Right. So this one sounds like it actually probably has more in common with, like, ball, right? Right, Where it's just about, like, positioning. I know a lot of these are going to (laughs) be... But another one that we are sadly incorrect on. Sadly and and shamefully incorrect. Uh, Next up is Parachute. Okay. This one, I think we know what it is. Where um, you have little, like... Game & Watch men falling from the sky, yeah. and they have parachutes, and um, you're trying to direct... Are you in a boat? You're in a boat, and you're trying to pick them up, I think? Yeah, and then drop them off on the shore. Like, that's you get rid of them by, like, dropping them on the shore, and right. then, like, going and back And you're trying to, to prevent them yeah. from falling into the water. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that sounds right to me. Um, well, let's go to the description. The player controls a character in a boat. There we go. It has to prevent parachutists from landing in shark-infested waters. A life is lost every time a player fails to do this. I think we got that one. I feel good about that. Uh, in game type B, the parachutes can get stuck in trees. Pretty cool. <laughs> I will note that uh, it doesn't seem like you have to drop the people off on the side. Yeah. But I feel like it's implied in the world of parachute that uh, something like that has to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. We still we said enough of the right things to get it to count it as right. For sure. As far as I'm concerned. Speaking of which, parish or sorry, octopus. Yes. Octopus. Here's the thing. I can picture the game and watch um, octopus, but I have no idea what the gameplay is. Um I imagine you're dodging tentacles. Yeah, you're dodging tentacles. Cause you're not it's not like a twenty thousand leagues under the sea situation where you're like fighting them back. Like you're not Ooh. trying to hit the tentacles is that what happens in Twenty Thousand leagues on the z they fight it back don't they just like electrify this the submarine and like zap it off them well i mean in the in the disney movie at first they like get outside of it uh-huh. you know and they're like throwing spears at oh, it so and little cool, beak is yeah you know chomping people up um, but i do think they eventually electrify it yeah. yeah um so i think you're right that you are not like attacking this giant octopus the octopus is attacking you and you are trying to avoid it Probably, I think you're right for like treasure. Like the octopus is yeah. like protecting treasure. Treasure feels right. And you're what, trying. What to... are you? Are you in a boat? No, I think you're a man. Oh, you're like a scuba man. I think you're a scuba man. I think you're a scuba man. Okay, I think we're still a little like uh, hazy on the details. 
Um, but Mark, would you like to read the description? Sure, yeah. Oh, I will. Okay, looking at the description, I will note that Octopus is known as Mysteries of the Sea and Mysteries of the Deep in the United Kingdom, which I think is very That's evocative. so good. Did, did we miss other like alternate names that, that are better? I'm, I'm going to quick scroll back. Uh, Helmet is known as Headache. <laughs> That's good. In, in the UK. That's good. Uh, which is good. Uh, it's much better. I like it. Um, Fire is originally known as Fireman Fireman <laughs> in, in North America, which is perfect. I don't know why, but the doubling up on Fireman makes it so much more charming. Vermin was originally known as the Exterminator. And, Again, a better yeah. name. And Flagman is alternately known as Flagman, two separate words. Ball is originally known as Toss-Up. Well, how, how, how do you feel about that? Which one do you think is better? I, I feel like Juggle makes the most sense, right? Right. I, th- I, I think you're right. Uh, but I think Ball is also fine. There's something so like dumb and rudimentary about <laughs> calling a game Ball that really pleases me. Uh, octopus. The object is to recover treasure from a sunken ship without getting caught by an octopus. The player must aim his diver underwater by jumping off the side of a boat. Each time the oct- so a boat is involved. Yep. Each time the octopus touches the player, one life is lost. A point is awarded for each portion of treasure retrieved from a sunken ship, hmm. and three additional points are awarded for evading the octopus a second time and returning to the boat. The game speeds as it progresses. I'm guessing that's supposed to be the game speeds, speeds up, up as it progresses. Yeah. And additional lives are granted at 200 and 500 points. In game B, the octopus is quicker and there are more hazards. Man, let's remake Octopus for 2021. <laughs> this sounds great. That does sound really fun. Mysteries of the, which do you prefer? Mysteries, Mysteries of uh, the sea or of the deep? I think of the deep. Mysteries Ooh, of the deep. Yeah. Come on. We could you could instead of being an octopus, it could be one of those like scary crab crab spider type things. Who knows what's We, we in, can like... have multiple levels. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight a big eel. That's right. Dream big. Yes. Oh my gosh, a big eel for sure. Next up, oh, I'm marking that one as green. Yeah, uh, no, we, I, yeah. yes, we, we got that one. Next up is Popeye. Hi, yes. And so there's an arcade game. Yes. Th- this must be from the era where Nintendo had, like, the Popeye license. Yeah. From, um, King Features. Which is, like, 81, I think. Yeah. So, um... Did you ever play the the Popeye arcade game? I don't I don't think so. I've only ever watched, uh, like, videos, like, Jeremy Parrish's, yeah. you know, like, NES Works videos yeah. on it. Because there was a... Wait, was there, was there an NES? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he was talking about Don- Donkey Kong or something. And yeah, and the history was just of showing it was showing video of it. Yeah, I know Popeye. that there was a uh, bar that my father used to go to. In Wisconsin, uh, you, your kids can just hang out with you in a bar. It's just like a thing. Um, and there was a bar that had uh, a Popeye machine in it. Oh, so uh-huh. I have played Popeye in the arcade. Um, and it is very Donkey Kongy, but with like punches instead of uh, jumps, really. But uh, you know, otherwise, it's a single screen experience. Uh, Popeye like kind of moving back and forth and up and down, trying to like get spinach and save it, olive oil. Right from yeah. Bluto, right? Yeah. Um, and so, does this have to be that different? Could it just be that? I think it could really be just just like that, except obviously it'll just be one screen the whole time. Right. Yeah, so probably moving around left and right, punching probably also left and right. Maybe probably, just, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, getting spinach, saving olive oil. Yep. Okay, let's check. The player controls Popeye, who has to catch objects thrown by olive oil, while Ooh. at the same time avoiding Bluto's attacks. If Popeye is upright in the center of the boat, he's on a boat. No, oh, we got this one wrong. He's safe from Bluto's attacks, but he may miss objects thrown by olive oil. The game speeds up as it progresses, and olive oil will start throwing more than one object at the same time. So yes, it's so all right. So looking at it, uh, Popeye is in a boat, and you move left and right, 
olive oil is at the top left of the screen, and she's oh, throwing yeah. objects down to Plute, uh, to, to Popeye. Popeye. And so it, it looks tr- like, what, what is she throwing? Is she throwing uh, beer, pineapples, and, sp- and spinach? spinach? Yes. But then uh, Bluto appears on the right and the left. Um, on the left, he's underneath. He's on this like a lower level underneath and he's got olive hammer. oil <laughs> and he's got a mallet and then on the right he's on top of a boat punching down at Popeye and um yeah so you're just floating left and right trying to avoid Bluto's punches while capturing the objects that olive oil is throwing at you uh and truly if you've never seen the uh Popeye Game & Watch go look it up because the art is actually really good. Yeah. Um, really kind of excited. I would love to get my hands on a, a copy of this, uh, of this Popeye game. Uh, we, we messed it up for sure. Sadly did not get that did, one right. Did not know that one. Um, should have guessed. He's the sailor man. We should have guessed <laughs> that he was in a boat. Next up is Chef. Okay. You controlled uh, John Favreau. <laughs> dressing Real down cheese. a uh-huh. a, a, uh, a a restaurant critic <laughs> what do you create <laughs> scarlett johansson featured in the box art not so much on the in the game very much herself uh what do you think what do you think chef is oh you know what i think i know what it is okay. i think i do okay. know what it is I, i'm guessing that it is the uh the flapjack flipping one oh. where you uh control mr game and watch uh, and he's got a a frying pan he tosses pancakes up and you have to like reposition to get under the the pancakes and I, keep I, them flipping. I bet you're right. That's not, okay. The player controls a chef who flips various pieces of food, including sausage and fish, into the air with a pan. Failure to keep the food airborne causes a mouse to steal the food off the floor and the player to use up one miss. The game ends w- w- with the player's third miss. A cat often pokes the left piece of food, which holds it in place for a small amount of time, makes it harder for the player to guess when the piece will be flippable. Okay, so I, I said pancake, but uh-huh. uh, I think that's the only thing really that I got wrong. I forgot. I, I don't know what how, where I've played this game, but I'm certain that I have. Because um, like, I, can, uh, rem- I can like imagine the cat appearing in the corner mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. hold something for a second and then let it go. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, you saw it in Super Smash Brothers? Possible. Um, because the Chef is... Mr. Game & Watch has a move called Chef, which has him flip food out of a pan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we're counting that one as got it? I... Yeah. 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 I, the, the only yes. detail I got wrong yes. was pancake. Yes. Um, he's still flipping everything like a pancake. Uh, next up is Mickey Mouse. Mark, you want to take a stab at this one? Hmm. Because y- do you, you know where my mind goes with uh, like Nintendo and uh, Mickey Mouse games is the old NES Mickey Mouse capades, um, which was a labyrinthine, uh, like awful exploration shooter platformer that was so difficult. Do I you... don't know. I, d- I don't know this game. Um, Mickey Mouse capades is wonderful. We should play it sometime. Um, but this can't possibly be that because Mickey Mouse Capades is like weirdly advanced for an NES game. Yeah, I'm wondering. I um, I think I'm my mind is stuck on like Popeye. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, Mickey Mouse is in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Minnie Mouse is throwing stuff at to him. You know, Pete yeah. is like trying to punch him in the head. I mean, that's that's a great. What if it really is just like a palette swap? Uh, like an an art swap of Popeye. I uh, yeah, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, we're so wrong. We're oh, so wrong. In the uh oh wait, there's two different ones. Okay, 
So there's a widescreen version mm-hmm. and then a panorama version. Okay, Re- read us the, the widescreen version. I'll read us the panorama okay. version. Okay, the player controls Mickey Mouse, whose task it is to catch eggs as they roll down four slopes, what? two on each either side of the screen. If an egg is dropped, it lands on the floor, releasing a chick who walks away. The eggs fall over more quickly as the total cock closes in on multiples of 100. Um, periodically, Minnie Mouse peers out of the window. If Mickey misses an egg while Minnie is present on, on screen, the miss counts as half. The gameplay is similar to egg. So there we go. Okay. Uh, which now we, so we will guess egg right when, <laughs> when we get to it in a second. So yeah, so I guess it's more similar to... Um, it's almost more like vermin. Yeah. Except yes. you're catching instead of, or like fire almost. Right. Fireman, fireman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's similar to like parachute, like all that kind of stuff yeah. where things are coming and they come at increasing speed and you just have to try to like catch them. The panorama version of the game is completely different. In this game, the player controls Mickey Mouse, who is performing acrobatics in a circus. The player must move Mickey left and right to catch balloons while avoiding flaming torches. The speed of the objects increases, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, that's it. Okay, so we got this one not Dead wrong. Yeah, Dead wrong. Not close at all. But up next is Egg, which now I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah. In Egg, the player <laughs> stops <laughs> eggs from rolling down uh, four different slanted things, two on either side of the screen. How do we count this one? Do we count this as... We count it as... A, I mean, we know it. <laughs> right? We got it before we read the description of it. That's okay. <laughs> counts as a, uh, that's, counts that's as a win. win. Turtle Bridge. Now, this is a, a level from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm hmm. going to guess that this is similar to Manhole and that turtles are crossing a bridge and it is your job to like make sure they cross successfully and not fall into like holes. Uh, that's a good guess. I don't have any, anything else. Uh, the description here is, uh, the player uses a line of five turtles as stepping stones to transfer baggage from one side of a river to the other. Once a once a package is tossed to a colleague on the other side, the player can return home uh, to the home bank to fetch the next package. The turtles are not motionless, but will dive. Uh, the turtles, wait, yes, are not motionless, uh, but will dive to feed on any fish within reach. They dive more frequently as the game progresses. Hmm, so it almost sounds like it's more of a uh, like frogger sort of thing. Yeah, where you're using the turtles as like a bridge. As a br- yes, I should have. Uh, we should have just taken it at face value and not tried to overthink that one. But uh, I, look, we have now encountered one game that is uh, like an almost literal just like retelling of a previous game, right? Yeah, that's right. So we have to know that that's in there somewhere. Up next is Fire Attack. Is, ooh, is this a play on Fireman Fireman or is it a different... So... By the way... I'm just calling fire, fireman, fireman now. I will never go back. Fire attack, my first thought is like, you are playing as the fire, but there's no way that that is right. right. I think it's the opposite where it's like, fire is attacking you. So I think you ha- you're a fireman, you have a hose, and you are trying to put out fire. as it, It's like whack-a-mole, but with fire. Okay, yeah. I, I think that, that, that's a great guess. Um, the main character uses a tomahawk-style weapon to protect a fort from burning. Ha. Huh. So, okay. Okay, so this one may be racist. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, like, <laughs> okay. uh, lo- lo- looking, at, looking at the, uh, the, the screen, it's clear that you are, like, defending a, a fort 
uh, and obviously oh, like, like an old an old west yeah uh, okay uh, style fort and nintendo was you know mapping some uh native american imagery onto that that they you know Yikes. couldn't have understood and uh not, not that's an excuse no not to make an excuse for it but uh that is an excuse for why we're gonna stop talking about yep. it yep um red <laughs> red but that one that's a shame on nintendo yes how would we have guessed yeah, well, this is something we have to figure out now is which of these games are racist. <laughs> well, dare we say possibly Snoopy Tennis, the next game on our list. Uh, Snoopy Tennis. I'm going to guess it's a tennis game yeah. with Snoopy, and you are you can potentially control like Snoopy on both sides mm-hmm. of the court, and you're just trying to volley a ball back and forth. And you'd like the more you can volley, the higher your points go, is my guess. So, uh, sort of, uh, sort of pong esque. Yeah, except uh, instead of trying to score on the other person, it is just like you just get points for continuing the volley. Is that how pong works? Mm, no, no. Pong it, is more like air po- hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. So I think it's about like continuing the volley, and so maybe like oh, okay. a ball in that way. Okay. Um, we will we will use that guess. Uh oh my gosh. Uh, Charlie Brown throws throws and hits a ball towards Snoopy. Who must hit the ball back? Lucky sometimes will hit the ball to Snoopy. <laughs> Boy, I mean, it's real Wikipedia. Mi- real you, mystery here. You... <laughs> Any help from like the illustration of the? Uh... Uh, no, but it, I mean, it, well, kind of. So it, it is a very handsome machine. Um, it's got it's got like the normal sort of game and watch like gold. Uh, oh, it is really color. nice. Um, but the the plastic on it is purple, uh-huh. like the, really like cool lavender. Um. And so, it, yeah, it, it looks like uh, you move Snoopy up and down um, with buttons on the right side, and there's a, a hit button on the left, which is interesting that movement is on the right and an action is on the left. That's the reverse of every other yeah. uh, game ever made. <laughs> uh, yeah. I th- I th- so this one's kind of, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I was describing it more as like a straight up like tennis like court and like game, and that is definitely not the case. You're like outside. Um, Snoopy's going up and down on a tree, on a tree yeah. and uh, characters are appearing from the left to just like toss things that Snoopy has to volley back. So I would say like um, no, unless we're creating a new yellow category. Ooh, um, let's create a yellow category. Okay, all right, um, all right. So we kind of got that one. We kind of got that one right. Next up is oil panic. Hmm. Is this like oil drilling that yeah, there are like oil derricks in here and like? Oh man. But what do you think you're doing? Do you think you're like running around trying to catch the oil that comes out of the mm. derricks like in a bucket or something? No, I I bet like you're a roughneck uh uh-huh. who is like moving around between the oil derricks and like either it's like a like a managing the pressure kind of thing, like going to one like turning it, it down Got and it. moving to another one and turning the pressure down. Okay. Is is my thought. Okay. I I think it might be more like just like oil like is spurting fireman. out kind of like or i think you're trying to collect the oil like i think you have like a bucket and the oil is spurting sure. out of the oil derrick and your job is to like catch it this is some good use of uh of, of lingo here i think on, <laughs> on, on this one uh, mark would you like to read the description so oil panic the player controls a station helper who uses a bucket to drop catch drops of oil from a leaking pipe and empties the bucket into an oil drum missing a drop from the pipe or missing the oil drum Causes the player to lose a life. Player has four lives rather than the usual three. 
this this is a a dual screen one. Oh yeah, so this this machine looks very similar to like a Nintendo DS essentially. Yeah. There's a screen on top, a, a screen shell. on bottom, yeah. and like the buttons and the controls are on the bottom screen. Uh, it's real cool. Uh, Mark, I think you basically got this one right. I I got maybe the essence of the gameplay right, but definitely not the setting. Yeah. Um. So maybe this is another yellow. Yeah. Now that it, it exists, do another yellow. Now okay. that it exists, I'm glad that it's there. Those will count as what? Half points. Half points. Half I think. Points. I like that. Next up, Donkey Kong. I think this might just straight up be like. Donkey Kong? Uh, essentially Donkey Kong. Probably Donkey Kong and um I always say Penelope, but that's not right. No, it is uh Pauline. Yeah. <laughs> uh so Donkey Kong and Pauline are at the top of the screen mm-hmm. and um Mario's just like dodging barrels that are being thrown down at him, is my guess. So basically and so do you think you just like walk to the right and then up, walk to the left, up, walk to the right, up? Probably. Yeah, that's that that it is like level one from Donkey Kong but without the sort of, like, diagonal component to it. Yeah, that's yeah. my guess. That, that, that's my guess as well. Um, Donkey Kong. Hmm. Donkey Kong was created... Uh, nope, nope. Mark, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't? It There's... doesn't. I, I am finding... Uh, it, so it's, it's a dual screen. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. Look, look, looking at the actual dual, dual screen itself, um, that is exactly what it is. Um, the the first two, and honestly, uh, I'm I'm wrong in saying that it doesn't do the like the diagonal thing. Um, be it's really using the real estate of the two screens to make it so that there's like one diag or two diagonals on one screen and another two on the top. Yep. Um, yeah, I th- I, th- I think we got that one. I think I think we did too. Okay. And I think so. The next one is Donkey Kong Junior. I think we can probably guess that it is very similar to, excuse me, the Donkey Kong Junior video game arcade game yeah so my guess here is actually going to be that it is specifically like the last level in donkey kong jr where you are um climbing up the chains and like putting the keys in the thing to to free donkey kong i think because the rest of it is like too dynamic and and you're dodging birds um the rest of it is like kind of too dynamic and like interesting to be translated directly to game and watch um, Mark, I accidentally closed the, uh, the, <laughs> well, I will, I will tell you that Donkey Kong Jr. Um, this is another one. We just have to look. Um, I think that it, you are trying to make your way across the vines and up and over oh, with yeah. the key to give, to like unlock Donkey Kong. And so there must be some sort of, maybe it is the birds. Yeah. Um, and it does, it looks like there's, uh, you know, a, a like full D pad worth of, uh, control, mm-hmm. uh, up, down, left, right, uh, and a jump button. Yeah. Maybe this is one, you know, maybe in my being specific, I made us miss it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. It was a good guess though. Thank you. Uh, all right. Next up is Mickey and Donald. Two player yeah. game. Yes. Two okay. player game. Can be played with two players. Um, so I was way off in the original Mickey Mouse game, you know. Right. It ended up being like eggs, which I don't know how you ever would have guessed that. <laughs> so Mickey and Donald. I mean, maybe they're both like at the market and they have baskets and they're trying to catch <laughs> fruits that are being thrown into them. Good as guess as any. Okay, great. Um, so Mickey and Donald, in fact... Uh, the goal is to put out a three uh, a fire in a three story apartment building what? as quickly as possible. Donald operates the hose while Mickey runs the pump. 
<laughs> that feels insanely dynamic for what I know of these characters. For them to be like in charge of putting out a fire. Yeah. Um wow, they're putting out a fire. Okay. Well, we definitely did not get that one right. Man, check out the uh uh the what this thing looks like. Um It's another dual screen. It's another dual screen and there's a button on the left that says Mickey Mouse and a button on the right that says Donald and Duck. And they look like light switches. They do look like light switches. Like you're really just controlling um two different positions for each one of them. That's so strange. Yeah. Boy, that's a weird one. Okay, yeah, well, but we 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 did not get it right at all. Um next up is Greenhouse. Okay. Oh, okay. It's got to be plant related. Yeah, plant okay. related. I I had a moment where I was like, greenhouse. How are we gonna figure this out? It is weird that it's two words. Yeah, because green greenhouse, greenhouse yeah. is one word. Um. Okay. So, uh, do you think it's like plants and bugs? Like you're trying to protect Ooh. a plants from like bugs? Do you think? I think you're probably just watering plants. Oh, like and then moving around when they sprout or but something. But then, like, do you think there's like spiders or something that yeah, are like sure. getting in your way, and so you're just trying to avoid the spiders? Yeah, that that okay. that makes sense. All right, well, let's see. Greenhouse. Uh, the object is to protect flowers at each Woo! corner of the screen from enemies using a can of bug spray. Wow. Worms attack the top flowers while spiders approach the bottom flower. The game ends when three flowers have been eaten. I feel. I know that we didn't. Um. Uh, yeah, we kind of backpedaled on it a well, little bit. Well, I know but... that we said we, you, we were saying watering the plants, but I feel like we got this one pretty close. Yeah. Also, this is considered by some retro game gamers to be the first appearance of Stanley the Bugman, the lead yes. character in the 1983 arcade game Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong 3. 3. Um, because, of course, in Donkey Kong 3, the character defends the greenhouse from Donkey Kong and insects using a can of bug spray. Um, the character artwork between the two games is also similar to design, although I think it's interesting to note that that is apparently not canonical is just something that we all consider to be true. Um, it, this is another uh, dual screen one. I gotta say that as we look at these things, the physical design of the Game and Watch is impeccable. It's very pleasing. It's so pleasing, and it's they're, they're just like you know what? There's like a, a sort of off white, like sort of uh, technology color and an accent color, and the accent color is this in this one is a cool green, it, and like yeah. that's it. And I like the font. For, yeah. for like Game & Watch and the font for Greenhouse. Yeah. And I like the treatment of, it has like the Nintendo logo as we know it, but instead of it being like the um the, the pill red, shape yeah. with red, it's like the pill shape with like a matching green or whatever. It reminds me so much of like the futurism of the 80s, like what you would see at yes. Epcot Center yes. or in like Tomorrowland at Disneyland during this time. Um, it's very fun. It's also like way consistent with what the Famicom looked like totally, in Japan. Totally, 100%. Um, like Nintendo was on a cool design kick in the 1980s yeah not to say that they're not anymore but like it was just different this is so cool i uh, how do we want to classify greenhouse yeah as a win okay yeah great donkey kong 2 boy donkey kong 2 a game that does not exist in I, other formats i'm gonna guess that it is essentially donkey kong but with a different like layout okay yeah i think that that, that that's a fair guess donkey kong 2 uh oh no it looks like it is like donkey kong jr s yes so basically the it is another dual screen one and the bottom screen looks like it is um like that's traversing left and right um to get up to the top screen where you are then climbing chains to so yeah i wonder do you even control donkey kong jr in this game yeah Ooh, i wish um 
So there's more description here. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. has to touch a key, then it moves up to the top of the yeah, screen. Donkey exactly, Kong Jr. Yeah. has to climb to the top screen while avoiding things such as electrical wires, crocodiles, and birds. Then he gets when he gets to the top screen, Donkey Kong Jr. will have to touch the key again and it'll move to a next to a hole below one of the chains. Donkey Kong Jr. has to climb up the rope below the keyhole while avoiding birds. When he gets to the top of the rope, one of the chains will unlock. He has to do this four times until he saves Donkey Kong after the game. After that, the game will start over at a somewhat faster pace. Yeah, so this really is the final level of Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. like, yeah, so you were totally right about Donkey Kong Jr. just on a different, it wasn't right. called Donkey Kong Jr. Right, right. Which uh, counts as a miss. It does count as a miss. I, um, yeah, I was going to give it us a yellow, but you're right. It was no, a miss. That's just straight up a miss. Next up is Mario Brothers. Oh, boy. I think it's just probably like um, the Mario Brothers traditional mario brothers game right where non-super yes you're in like a sewer there's three levels enemies are coming from the left and right and your goal is to like defeat them um from like getting under them and like that sounds like way too complicated yeah maybe you have a mallet or something i don't know do you have a different guess i don't have a different guess and this is one where i think like we're yeah, where I just, I don't know that I have a, I, I just don't have a good okay. guess. Okay, well, we'll we go never, ever would have guessed this one. Although I will say, check out the Mario Brothers console, like, because uh, instead of, it is two screen, wow. but instead of folding, you know, like, uh, like a DS does, it folds like a book. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. Mario and Luigi are working at a bottling plant on either side of several stacked conveyor belts. The object of the game is to move boxes of bottles through the machine without dropping any. Each brother can climb a ladder to one of three positions. Mario receives a box at the bottom right and must be in his lowest position to move it into the bottling machine, so on and so forth. Wow. Hilarious. Uh, and this is another one where you have one button to control Mario and another button to control Luigi on opposite sides of the screen. And you can just move them up and down, so it's an, another of that, like like the Mickey and Donald thing. Yeah, and you're trying to pass... It sounds like you're trying to pass the bottles between like let from mario to luigi and luigi's job is to put it on a truck yeah so he did so wow this is cool this was very cool very expanding on that like mario brothers blue collar theme yeah yeah yeah. Um, sadly didn't get that one right uh next up is mario's cement factory you think it's something similar well, this this one is just I'm I'm guessing that there's no Luigi in this oh, one. I, uh-huh, I think uh-huh. I think if it's a uh, Mario Bros, then it'll then it'll be two, two that you're controlling two characters. Yeah, that's true. Uh, otherwise, Mario's Cement Factory. It's interesting to see Mario start to show up in these, right? Like, right. Now I'm sort of missing Mr. Game and Watch. Yeah. Well, and this is like it looks like this is eighty three ish, and so. Do you have a guess as to what this is? I, I imagine it's pushing wheelbarrows barrels of some kind. And trying to get, like, cement from one side to the other and avoiding hazard. Yeah. Also, let me take another uh, swing at that. Wheelbarrow. <laughs> uh, Mario Cement Factory puts a player in control of Mario who works at a cement factory where he funnels cement into cement trucks. Oh, no. Mario must navigate two dangerous elevators and avoid falling or being crushed and losing a life. He must also continually empty cement into the trucks or else the cement will overflow and crush one of the workers below, which costs players a life. This feels so like um, uh, up, like the jungle. Like, yeah, this feels, Sinclair. Yes, yeah. like this feels so like, uh, like industrial revolution, just like misery. Oh, I mean, Mario is anti-capitalist. He always <laughs> has been. He always will be. But no, we did not get this one right. Although workers of the world unite. 
Uh, next up is uh, Snoopy. Maybe no longer playing tennis. Maybe still playing tennis. Yeah, I'm going to guess not playing tennis. Yeah. I'm going to guess Woodstock features into this one somehow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know in what way. Definitely falling objects. Maybe Woodstock sure. is like jumping out of a tree and, and you have has to, to catch, like, catch him? him. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll read this description. Uh, when game A or no, introductory sequence plays after that, the player controls Snoopy to move on different colored platforms. He must then whack the corresponding colored music notes coming from Schrader's piano before they before they reach Woodstock and his friends. This is in color? Interesting. Snoopy is a Game & Watch game released as part of the Tabletop series uh, in 1983. Wow. What a... I, I, I mean, obviously, we get this one wrong, uh, although I'll give myself a quarter of a point for <laughs> saying Woodstock was involved in some way. So you're just like knocking music notes out of the air by hitting the right color. Um, and that it is. It looks like that. okay. See, there's a lot of discovery going on on this yeah. episode because yeah. it looks like the tabletop versions potentially has like, but that that must have been so expensive. I don't understand that work. Kind of looks like it has like a a small television inside. It does, of it. yeah. Well, a voyage of discovery. Yeah, and, um, and we got it wrong. <laughs> Okay, so that was Snoopy. Yeah. Up next is... Rain Shower. Rain Shower. This one uh, makes sense to me. You're holding an umbrella. Uh, you're trying to keep something dry. Yeah. Uh, it's raining, and you know maybe it's like something on a platform below you that is moving somewhere, and you just got to keep it out of the rain. That's my guess. Yep. The player moves clothing away from falling raindrops by pulling on a clothesline. Oh, what? But no umbrella? But no umbrella, no. So there, so it's like a house and, you know, like um, a tree, and there's clotheslines tied between them. Uh -huh. And then I'm guessing as the raindrops fall, you just have to, like, pull the lines to um, uh, prevent the, them from hitting the clothes, the this raindrops. Is, this is another one that uh, opens and closes book style, mm -hmm. um, left to right, has a, uh, um, a full D-pad. Uh, and again, um, Mark, look at the font on Rain Shower. It, it's so nice. This is so cool. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we should just be a Game & Watch podcast. <laughs> uh, up next is Lifeboat. Uh, Mark, you want to take a guess as to what Lifeboat I, is? I feel like this has to be another parachute type game where mm. something is, or maybe not. Maybe it's like you're trying to get things across from one side of like a river to the other. And... Or like from a ship that is sinking. And you're like ferrying people Ooh, over grim, to the shore. Grim. Well, it's lifeboat. <laughs> this isn't just like casual day on the riverboat. This is a lifeboat. Oh my gosh, you're right. A burning ocean liner is displayed. Yes. And the player pulls a raft through shark infested waters to catch the people who fall from the ship. The rafts can hold up to four people and can be emptied no, uh, no matter how many people are in them. A point is awarded for each rescue. The alarm on is indicated by a bucket of water on the cliffside what and when it goes off a man uses the bucket to attempt to douse the fire um mark again uh everyone take a look at the uh the design of this thing it is another uh, opens like a book um they must have been on a a, a tear of this just having like the double yeah. wide screen um and yeah there is an ocean liner that is just on fire and the ocean liner smoke. like uh takes up three-fourths of both screens yeah like it, it, it's it, huge it's huge and then there's like a cliff and an island um, on both sides 
Uh, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love it. Uh, also, lo- look at the the font on Lifeboat. Um, I think it's the Borat font because <laughs> if you just put an R between the O and the A, uh, I think you mean the Bor- Borat is using the Lifeboat font. <laughs> well, of course, that's what I mean. Um, green, right? Because you got this one. Yeah, no, I nailed pretty it. Pretty solid. I nailed yeah. it. Mario's bombs away. Yeah, partially responsible for our uh, <laughs> opening at the beginning of this episode when I shouted. I apologize for that now. Um, Mario's bombs away. I mean, I have a vague memory that bombs are falling from the sky. Are you avoiding them or are you? I think you're in an them? airplane, and I think you're avoiding. Them. Oh, interesting. although now that I say that, you might be right that you are at the top of the screen. And you're trying to drop them on something that doesn't feel right. No, it feels too violent. Uh, so what? What do you think? Okay, so I think bombs are falling from the sky. Mario is in an airplane and is trying to avoid the bombs. And it's like side. And you uh, go a, back a, and a forth. side view. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. Let's see. Uh, Mario's bombs away. The player controls a military-clad Mario who delivers bombs uh, from left to right and must keep them from falling into flaming oil spills and enemy torches. Huh. Not a lot of info from... Trying try to pull up... Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. No. There's a, Sorry, there's a link in the Wikipedia being like, go here for more information. You go here... And it has no more information. <laughs> um, but we did learn that these have a color LCD screen without an internal backlight. So, yes, they were doing using color screens in 1983. Wow. In the panorama, in the Game & Watch panorama series. The, so, okay, you're delivering bombs mi- from left to right. So, so, but, but you're delivering them. So it's, it's like you so are it must in be like a factory or something. Or you're in the bomber itself. Uh, right? Like you're uh-huh. in the plane, like yes. moving them into uh, And you're position. military clad. I don't Weird. like this one. I don't this, like this one either. This isn't racist like fire attack, but it is wrong like fire attack. Yeah, it's a little too warmongery yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we're Just moving on. To pinball. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess this is a two-screen, yep. you know, like um, Nintendo DS-style game, and it's pinball, baby. Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my guess as well. Um, let's have a look. A player controls two flippers at the bottom of the screen and two on the top of the screen, other pinball objects. It's a pinball game. We nailed it. Um, Spitball Sparky. Ooh, what? Spitball Sparky. Is this about a dog or a car? Oh, I was going to guess that you're like, uh, you know, kind of like Dennis the Menacey type student and you are like oh. shooting spitballs at. Do you think this is one that they blackboard, d- like a teacher's blackboard? Oh, that's good. Do you think this is one they designed to be like a Dennis the Menace game? And then at last oh, minute, they didn't get the license. Right, and the, so they're like, um, sp- me- Sparky. At the end of the day, Menace Incorporated was like, <laughs> no, you can't use our character. Menace, Inco- Menace Conglomeration. <laughs> international menace <laughs> uh sure okay we'll say that it's like a a, a mischievous kid in the school okay shooting spitballs spitball sparky works similar to breakout uh where a ball moves uh across the screen and is propelled by the player uh blowing it upwards along so it's it's a it's a breakout clone so we need to we should describe this machine because it is unlike any game and watch that uh we have seen previously yeah it is vertically very tall it's like a rectangle um and it is very tall and so the screen is very is thin and tall yeah um and at the bottom there's just like a switch for left and a switch for right and then a shooter 
button. <laughs> Not a shoot button, no. but a shooter button. Uh-huh. It looks it looks like the uh the old uh cable box remote controller. The one that had like the metal on top of it. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. That's what it looks like to me. Um weird. Don't really care for this one. No, but a brick breaker, which I mean, like you and I are both excited about alleyway eventually coming to the uh, Game Boy <laughs> excited? Switch. Excited? Okay. Yeah, we're, well. we're both into it. <laughs> uh, spinball, spitball, Sparky. We did not get correct, but I am wearing that red with the badge of honor. Bad name for um, that game. Yeah, along the top. Yeah, it's uh, I like I don't understand what the the theming of it is. Yeah, I don't either. Anyway, next up is Crab Grab. Uh, I, I think in this one, you have to control a crab and like it's two little and pinchies. And you're grabbing little things that are uh, being tossed at you. Yeah. I think you probably have to like move them somewhere too. Uh, like, you uh-huh. have to grab. But and what then... do you think? Okay. I think if that is tr- correct, we count this as a win no matter what. Yeah. But do you think it's like people are tossing trash and you're trying to like Ooh. not let it land in the ocean? Yeah. Yes. I do think that. I think okay. you're catching empty soda cans specifically. The objective is to avoid being in front of the crab and to push the, the crabs from the bottom to prevent them from mounting on the screen. Points are earned by pushing and eliminating crabs. So crab grab is another one. It's like spitball sparky. And it, is, it looks like it's part of what is called the super color series. Uh, and so it's like spitball sparky where it's thin, although not as thin as spitball sparky, but is very you tall. You gotta stop saying spitball sparky. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tall and the LCD screen, the background is broken into four um, columns yeah. of color. Purple, green, red, and blue. And then there's two uh, b- switches at the bottom. One is a left and right and the other one is up and down. Um, I feel like, you know, we were really praising Game & Watch for a while in the early 80s with for its like aesthetics. And I got to say, the Super yeah, Color series... We've, we've hit a tipping point I'm uh, not a fan of. Super Color series, uh, thumbs down. Yeah, Crab Grab and Spitball Sparky, no thank you. Uh, this is good. This is informative. I feel like I'm learning a lot as, I, as, yes. as we're doing this. Uh, and again, just in the corner of the one-room schoolhouse, just dunce hats on our head. <laughs> uh, next up is boxing. Interesting. Mark, I think we're getting to the point where... I think this is a multiplayer one. I think it could be multiplayer. I think there's going to be... I, I, that makes total sense to me. Because I also think that we're getting to... Like, when we are looking at these other games, like, we're getting to the era where there could be synergies between... I mean, there is for sure. with Between, like, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong right. Jr. And Mario. Boxing yeah. totally could be based on... Um, Punch-Out? Punch-Out, right? Like, aren't we mm. getting to the era where there's... Like, I mean, maybe there could be synergies between it, even punch, in just punch out is so weird, though, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, perspective wise and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Well, and also just like what it is, right? That it's based on like these big sprites and like, um, being able to like read what the player is or the, what your opponent is about to do and like responding to it in a very specific way. Maybe it's like that. I think this is a simpler, like, two player could even be one of the ones that has like the, the two controllers that like pull out uh, of it, uh-huh. um, and then you just have like, uh, you know. Left punch, right punch. I bet you're right. That's right. that that that's my guess. Um, and especially uh, going back to a simple name like boxing, I think it's it's got to just be a real bread and butter experience. Yep. Yeah, I would say a lot of ways you nailed it. So it is the first game in the micro versus series. Yes. Um. So it's a single screen two player game, and uh oh, it is known as Punch Out in the United States. Oh. It's similar to Urban Champion, although it was released shortly before the NES title. Huh. Urban Champion. 
Oh yeah, so looking at the screen, it's um so the system itself looks like a uh almost like a Super Nintendo. It's it's like an oval. It's right, a long right, oval right. and it has a very like um uh thin but long screen. It's another rectangle screen. Yeah. Um but it's like the rectangles on its side. And it looks like it's just a very large um uh, boxing ring. Like yeah. your perspective is from the front of it. There's the uh like poles and ropes in the yeah. back. Well, and uh, this is also one where the the like little controllers are like tucked into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because th- there are no button inputs on on the front of it. So yeah, yep. I I think I think we count that as a win. Yeah, I think me. we yeah. count that as a win. Uh, I think it's interesting that it was uh known as Punch Out in the states. I think that's I think that's cool. Um, all right. Next up is Donkey Kong Three. Probably just what's on the tin, right? We've seen iterations of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. I'm guessing it's just oh basically Donkey Kong Three. But Donkey Kong Three never gets iterated on, like. But maybe maybe this is the. But exception. yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I guess I didn't know about Green House before <laughs> this either. Here's my guess. My guess is that this is a a just like regular Donkey Kong experience, just like another uh, variation on. Okay. On what we've seen for Donkey Kong. Okay. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, Donkey Kong Three. Ugh. So it's it's a two player. I'm looking at the screen. Oh man, I I cannot tell what this is. Oh no, yeah. So there is a spray button. So I think you might be right that the it is, although the uh, the graphic on here has Donkey Kong himself holding oh, the uh, the yeah. bug sprayer. Okay, okay. Here we go. Yeah. A versus series Game and Watch version of the arcade game has different gameplay. In this version, player one controls Stanley the Bugman, and the computer player or player two controls Donkey Kong in a duel against each other using exterminating spray cans to move the bees to the other side of them to make the bees sting their opponents. Amazing. That's actually pretty great. Players yeah. can only hold up to three amounts of spraying liquid in their spray cans. On one player mode, the higher player one, uh, the higher, whatever, the, the grammar of this doesn't make sense. I refuse to, yeah. I refuse to engage with Don't it. Don't unpack it. This actually seems more fun than uh, Donkey Kong 3, like as we know it today. Yeah. This is, a, again, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this. The actual physical piece of equipment that is the uh, Game & Watch verse, uh, Micro Versus System Donkey Kong 3 uh, looks incredible. The yeah. colors on it are amazing. The graphics, the little controllers. Uh, it's just stunning. Okay. Up next. Do we count that one as getting it I, or not getting I, it? Uh, no, we definitely okay. sadly did not get that one correct. How could we have guessed competitive <laughs> Donkey Kong 3? <laughs> and yet, now that I know it exists, yeah. uh, I hope that it's playable in some form today. Donkey Kong Circus is up next. To me, yeah. this feels like them capitalizing on Donkey Kong Mania. I would not... What, didn't we have another it, game like Lion. that was like... Yeah, like this feels to me like a reskin of an existing Game & Watch game. So that that's going to be my guess as well. Uh, but with the caveat that since we are in this run right now, it may be a multiplayer... Oh, sure. But yeah. I, 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 yeah. Don't, I don't think I think, that's, I think you're right. I think, I, I, yeah. I think you're right. It'll probably be another one of the versus right. games. Okay, Donkey Kong Circus. I mean, the sad version of this would be like Donkey Kong is caught in a cage. I mean, actually, that's probably like all... That's Donkey Kong 2. Right. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay. I keep saying that. 
Game & Watch Panorama series uh-huh. game released in 1984 as an edit to an earlier Mickey Mouse game. In this game, the player controls Donkey Kong, who is placed on a barrel while juggling pineapples and avoiding flames. This game is very similar to Mario the Juggler, um, which, spoiler alert, but also what earlier Mickey Mouse game? Well, so the only... Wait, so there was Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. Which, which was the egg. The egg one. Is that what it means? Placed on a barrel while juggling pineapples and avoiding flames. I mean, that sort of sounds like Popeye to me. Yeah. Well, we didn't get it right. We didn't get it right. That much is for sure. It just says an earlier Mickey Mouse game. I wonder if they actually mean, if they just knew that it was an earlier licensed game and didn't know exactly uh, which, although there is a, a citation here. Hmm, leads us to a very old... Oh, yeah, using the Wayback Machine. All right, uh, well, we're, we're not going to solve this one here, Mark. Um, my guess is, you know, whatever information said that it was an update of a game that they lost the license for, but it was probably that Popeye game. Yeah, that feels like... Yeah, that let's, feels more right to let's me. Let's revisit it when we get to Mario the Juggler. Okay, um, okay. Which we now know. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we're just going to count that one as green. <laughs> okay, Donkey Kong Hockey on a real run of Donkey Kong doing stuff games <laughs> uh donkey kong hockey this one's got to be a two-player game right it's got to be two-player it's got to be hockey donkey kong versus stanley the Bugman. donkey kong versus mario. mario donkey kong versus another monkey that doesn't have a name uh also <laughs> donkey kong hockey release that now on the switch a game called donkey kong hockey. oh my gosh yes like in the spirit of uh super mario strikers oh my gosh <laughs> Yes, yes, Mark. Also, yes. I'm counting this one as a win because yeah. Donkey Kong uh, Hockey, uh, the hockey features Donkey Kong is one of the players and Mario is the other. Whoa. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm counting that yeah, as a win. Yeah, we nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Um, and it's another one with the, the two um, uh, controllers that are like housed inside the casing of the thing. Next up, Blackjack. I'm guessing that's Blackjack. I'm guessing that's Blackjack as well. <laughs> Like just the normal card game, you hit or you stand, and and uh, we are right. It is a one of the dual screen again, looking like a Nintendo DS clamshell um, type game. The dealer's hand is on the upper screen, and the player's hand is on the bottom screen. Perfect, nailed it. We did it. Uh, next up is Tropical Fish. Hmm, Tropical Fish. Is it like? I'm going to pitch something, but okay. we, this will not be it. Uh, that it's like an aquarium and you have to like balance the pH in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a simulation it's game. A, yeah, it's an Sid Meier's Tropical Fish <laughs> on the Game & Watch. Uh, I am going to guess that you play as the titular tropical fish hmm. and you're trying to eat food as it is put into the tank. I mean, what's... So it's like falling from the yeah. screen and you're just trying to like eat it before it like hits the ground are you do you think and this doesn't have to necessarily be part of it we'll, we'll go with we'll go with your thing are you in a bowl a tank or the ocean oh so maybe i take it back maybe you're in the ocean and you're trying to avoid, avoid being like, hooks. caught yeah, yeah. there but we like, go there's like boats at the top or do you think you are the boat the person in the boat and you're trying to catch the fish by like Boy. lowering so the fish is like going all over the screen and you're like lowering the hook in the bait up and down 
and you're it, trying to catch the fish. There is no consistency to whether the games are named after <laughs> the protagonist or antagonist. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm going to – I feel like in the past we've tried to, like – uh, when like octopus, you don't play as the octopus. Right. So I'm gonna guess in tropical fish, you don't play as the tropical fish. So I'm gonna guess that you're a fisherman trying to catch a fish. The player uses a fishbowl to catch fish that jump out of a tank and must move them to a tank on the other side. So I think we missed that one. I do think we missed that one. So you're walking around in front of aquariums. This is this is like a this is a back it's to like basics a free willy situation. Yeah, yeah. I um wait what? <laughs> Let's not think on it too much. Just enjoy the reference. <laughs> All right, good. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair we, enough. We 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 got it wrong, but uh, this is another one where, like, looking at it, the design of it is uh, pretty cool uh, and very strange. Just like it. Um, I like all of these. Next up is Squish. Hmm. Uh. Okay. Perhaps you're in some sort of like factory, and mm. um. You know, there's uh, like pistons coming in from each side right. that are like, and they they're like from the top, bottom, and middle. Yeah. And so you're just trying to move out of the way and guess which like piston is going to fire next. Yeah, that makes as much sense as anything. Uh, squish, man, that is a very uh, squish. Okay, hold on. It's similar to Devil World, but okay, so Devil World is like a maze. Right and like yeah. the, and Satan is like pointing and in different move, directions. He moves to the tell whole you. screen uh-huh. around. Um. Oh boy, Mark, do you have more information on this uh, one? No, and I'm I'm tr- looking at the um. I'm looking at the game and watch itself, and it doesn't look like anything like Devil World, unless they be. Uh, okay, hold on. We're doing it. We're watching. Oh my gosh, we're watching video. Yeah, who is it? Okay, so... Shout out the channel. <laughs> it is the game display. Okay, so this is how Squish works. There is a, a kind of like furry monster at the top of the screen. And he is point and, um on the top screen. This is another Nintendo DS style one. Yeah. He's on the top screen. And there are signs on the top screen that say up, left, right, and down. And so, uh, and then on the bottom screen is essentially like a grid. Um. Oh yeah, so kind of like Devil World. Yes, exactly. So he's so, he's moving the so there there's like a, there's a maze that appears on the bottom screen and it's like scrolling from top to bottom. Yeah, and or it scrolls from left to right, right to left, or up and or down depending on which way this little like furry monster is pointing. So yeah, it it is actually very much like Devil World. And Patrick, I want to show you the um the cover of squish like when the clamshell is closed it has art on the front and it's actually pretty cute they the there's two little like monster looking things and they remind me a little bit of the viruses from dr mario um it's actually i went from really hating this based on the fact that i couldn't find any information on it to really loving it the art style is very endearing uh and also like squish bad name Bad name, Bad for name. sure. Hard, hard to tell what that product uh-huh. is. So hard that we didn't get it right. Um, next up, number 40, Mark. We've only got eight more of these to go. Super Mario Brothers. This has to be just like a kind of side-scrolling, 
you play as Mario, there's some hazards, you're How jumping much? up and down. I mean, I guess we just saw in Squish that there's a lot of scrolling right. there, but B- like... Before this, I would have said no, but yeah. now I say I think it's possible. Also, uh, just uh, pointing out here, it's 1986, mm-hmm. so we are getting like late in the Game & Watch's life, and to the point where like its utility is sort of irrelevant, we're three years away from the Game Boy. Right. Um, I think this is just a Super Mario Brothers like castle level. Uh, and like ends in a Bowser showdown where you have to uh, jump over him, interesting. like I, and maybe like avoid some like fireballs or something like that. That that that's my guess. Okay, Mario has to go through levels to save Princess Toadstool, also known as Peach, similar to the NES game. Wow, and uh, honestly, looking at this thing, uh, my my specifics are wrong. Um, but the levels are, you know, obviously as rudimentary as could possibly be. Yeah. But it looks like it is just essentially like a really rudimentary platformer. Uh, what do we count that as? We got it right or we got it wrong? I'm going to count it as yellow. Yellow. Yellow is good. Because we kind of got it right. Uh, next up is Climber. This has got to be capitalizing on, um, oh, I guess it's, uh, Popularity too early for Oh. <laughs> what year did Cliffhanger come out? Like 90 or something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, cl- 1993. 1993. Ooh, sorry. So it was, tre- was trend setting. Cliffhanger mm. is obviously influenced by Climber, this game and watch game that we have to define. Uh, is Climber just like the non-ice version of Ice Climber? I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's something like that. It's either that or like the... You have to platform up because yeah. we've reached to the point where there are rudimentary platformers in this, right? Which so is no reason wild. instead of side scrolling, you couldn't just do vertical yeah. scrolling. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is that it's some sort of if we're thinking more like the old school game and watch games. Um, it's so interesting while we're as we're doing this, like to see how the gameplay evolves. Yeah. Because my mind really thinks of game and watch as like these very basic like ball right. type games. Right. So climber could be a lot, but I'm my mind is still in that like early game and watch mode. So thinking it's some sort of like you're a rock climber trying to scale up while things are being like dropped and you have to avoid them. That's what makes the most sense to me. And we could even be scrolling within that, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, But I I think I think that's probably what it is that you are like. It's like rock climber style climbing. So this is considered this is a new widescreen um, part of the new widescreen series. And it is similar to Ice Climber. A boy known as the Climber sets out for Block Mountain, where the Block men live to train, train as a warrior. What? Uh, Lord Meiji, who he meets along the way, grants him a pair of boots which enable him to jump very high, armor that can break ceilings, and a headband which can help him uh, and find a sword that can defeat Dragalo the Dragon? The Climber pr- pursues his quest with the assistance of the mysterious bird Hattori, Hentori. The objective of the game is to control Climber by jumping through a tower of platforms and landing on them, and by avoiding a monsters and blockmen. The goal is to grab, is to either grab Hentori or slash Dragalo while achieving the highest score possible. Wow. Wow. Okay, so like Ice Climber was the right call. Yeah, totally. It's like some weird mashup, it feels like, between Ice Climber and, like, Kid Icarus. Wow. I think, I, I'm going to give you green. You can give me green on I that one? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I cannot believe the amount of lore I just <laughs> said. Bring back um, the Climber Cinematic Universe. 
And Tori for Smash. <laughs> no, Dragalo. <laughs> I mean, there is... Okay, there's... um, the, On the Climber machine itself, there's little art of Climber and of Hentori. And uh, Climber kind of has like a Mega Man thing going for him a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But like, is he wearing headphones? Or are, is there, are those just like ear Yeah, it's hard muffs? to know. Yeah. Wow. Wild. I want to get my hands on this game. Next up is Balloon Fight, which I feel confident in saying is, is just balloon, is fight? balloon Fight. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Balloon Fight, of course, being the NES game where you are uh, controlling a little dude with balloons. You're trying to pop other dudes' balloons before they pop yours. Uh, let's see. This game is modeled after the balloon trip mode of the NES version. That's interesting. The screen scrolls from, uh, from, wait, from toward the left automatically, <laughs> and the player must control, uh, must collect balloons while avoiding airborne sparks. Um, so that's interesting that it's, it's using the sort of, like, second mode yeah, of balloon fight. So I'm gonna main... give us yellow. I think you're right. Um, bomb sweeper up next. Uh, is that just minesweeper? I mean, good, good as guess as any. Here we go. Oh my gosh, another one with some lore. The player character is John Solver, oh my God. who must navigate a maze to defuse bombs set by, quote, Jack. When playing on game A mode, the maze begins to move from left to right after a certain number of bombs are defused, and the player must find an exit back to the surface. The top screen is merely cosmetic and shows the boss who sends the player character into the underground maze. Unlike in most Game & Watch games, lost lives are not reset when a player reaches 300 points. How interesting. So this is, again, like another... Um, uh, Almost Devil shell. World. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But I, yes, totally. Almost Devil World, except uh, that Jack is not, like, directing which direction it's going to scroll. This is another one that has kind of amazing art of the characters yeah. uh, on the machine itself. Jack is, like, kind of wearing... Kind of like a, he kind of looks like the Phantom from Phantom of the Paradise, and John sure. and John Solver looks like a GI from um, like a nineteen forties like war propaganda poster. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, so and we're seeing John Solver on what I believe would be where a button would go, but there is no button here. Yeah, that's right. It it's is, just his. It's just his face. And so there's just purely a Movement. uh, yeah, yeah a D pad. Wow, fun. John Solver and Jack. <laughs> uh, we got that one wrong. <laughs> uh, next up is Safe Buster. Ooh, I hope you play as a criminal. Well, I mean, I think I think you have to be like a a bank robber. Look, we are we have to go into like deep lore mode now, right? So you're robbing banks to pay for your daughter's daughter's chemotherapy treatments. <laughs> You and uh, her mom uh, broke up a while ago, but like she still loves you. Your so name is go. Cliff Buster. There we go. Uh, Mark, uh, let's go to the description. A security guard on the bottom screen uses a tube to catch bombs thrown by a bandit on the top screen. So, okay, you are protecting the safe. You are not trying to break lame. Into the safe. <laughs> no, I mean, red, but with a badge of honor, because yeah. that is a lame game. Gold Cliff. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, so this is a Cheers game <laughs> where you're delivering the mail in Boston. <laughs> um, you are just a few years away from retirement. <laughs> and um so this this is in the like far future Cheers. And so, you know, Cliff this is like thirty years from when Cliff was Cliff in Cheers, where right. he's like thirty, right? 
Cliff is younger than we are now. Yes. <laughs> Try to follow the math. <laughs> um, and then, so you're trying to own, earn your gold watch, your gold-like retirement watch. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. So we're, that's why it is gold cliff. We're wrong, but the here's what it actually is. is the player controls an Indiana Jones-type oh, archaeologist character that. who is on a mission to acquire treasure. Stone platforms appear and disappear in a pattern, and the player must jump across them to reach a key at the top of the screen and gain entry to the temple. Action speeds up, blah, 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 That's blah, fun. Blah. I like that one. Yeah, I like that, too. It's, it's another um, clamshell, um, like, dual screen. Um, oh, my gosh. I know we keep saying it, but, like, the art actually printed on this thing, there's, like, a, a little picture of your Indiana Jones-style dude. Looks like he's got a sword and a hat with, like, a W on it. It's not clear. And he's fighting a crab that's on the other side of, this, <laughs> of the machine. And it's this great blue color. Oh, my gosh. The color is amazing. I'm so, yes, man. Uh, up next is just Zelda. We're, we're down to the last two here. Right. Uh, so Zelda, is this, could this possibly be one where they, like, try to do a whole, like, LCD dungeon? Do you think it's a dungeon or do you think it's the overworld? That, those were my only two guesses. I think it's a dungeon. My, okay, my guess so you're is like, dungeon. yeah. Um, and and at the end you fight that um that like dragon boss thing uh, at the end uh-huh. of the the first level of uh yeah. Zelda. that that that's my guess. I think I think that's a really I think that's a really good guess. One and it feels like two screen is the flavor of the day here. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. I feel good about that. Um okay, it is not clear. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Players control Link and fight through labyrinth chambers on the Game and Watch lower screen. In the labyrinth chambers Link faces Poe-like ghosts, up to four Stalfos, and a Moblin-like goblin mini-boss. Stalfoses and ghosts cannot be defeated and must be dodged and blocked with the shield, respectively. The goblin must be killed in order to complete the lower screen labyrinth. Once the labyrinth is complete, stairs appear and the action shifts to the dragon's layer in the upper screen. Here, Link battles a dragon on the right-hand side of the screen. There you go, Patrick. While avoiding its flat fire and tail attacks, the left-hand side of the screen displays the dungeon map and items such as the tomahawk item unique to this game that Link gains while fighting the dragon. Upon defeating the dragon, the game starts again with quicker enemies and retaining the player's high score. Uh, this game and watch game also features a continue button that allows players to continue the game in the event of the player's death. Here's the plot. Oh my god. Eight unruly dragons are creating havoc in the world. After they kidnap Princess Zelda, it is up to Link to defeat them and rescue the princess. The dragons have imprisoned Zelda behind a seal that requires all eight pieces of the Triforce to unlock. After defeating each dragon, Link gains one piece of the Triforce. What do eight dragons <laughs> want with a princess? Uh, this one, it, is it side-scrolling? It seems like it is not. It seems like the bottom screen, all the action takes place on like the bottom screen, right? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, until you get to the boss fight. Right. But uh, on, on the bottom screen, like, so if, if you look at the inputs... Um, there's a, a D-pad, um, and the D-pad, you know, left, right, and up are all labeled with arrows pointing in those direction, but down is water of life, so presumably that's like a item that restores some health. I don't think you can actually move up, down, left, or right in this. I think you're moving just left and right. Uh. And up is like to go up like ladders or something. Wow. Let me see if I can find a video real fast. Yeah, I think uh, th- this is one where it would be useful. Also, we you know we talked about uh, both the Zelda Game and Watch and the Zelda Watch um, on our um, you know modernizing all the Zelda games, and I don't think we properly understood what this game was at that time. 
No. Okay, so here's here appears to be the deal. Yeah. Is that Link is on the bottom screen, and I don't know that it's scrolling or if the enemies just show up on it, but there are two levels that he can be yeah. on. Yeah, but that's side-scrolling. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, like a side view. It's a side view, yes. Yeah. But... Okay, so this is how it works. It's the single screen. It yeah. is not scrolling, but it's like uh, you're on the screen, enemies appear, you defeat them, a ladder appears, and you go up a screen in quotes. But really, it's just like the same bottom screen refreshes with a new set of enemies right. for you to attack. And then that happens a number of times before the screen like opens up again. Wow, man. Then and the dragon appears yeah, the- on the top. The number of like different, ar- differently articulated, like uh, body parts and whatever for like just to animate Link doing what he does, uh, it's kind of incredible. Yeah, and like the dragon t- is, you know, as far as like Game and Watch characters, is so sophisticated. Yeah, like has is is a big like sprite for lack of a better term, a big like character has a lot of movement. Pretty cool. I think we got this one wrong. I think we did too. Uh, if anything, it's more in common with a. a dungeon from zelda 2 yeah right uh and then finally mario the juggler which we decided is exactly like donkey kong circus right wait was it donkey kong circus pretty sure right it was the one that you know it is a donkey kong game i'm pretty sure donkey kong circus because that was the one that we were like yeah i'm pretty sure it's donkey kong uh okay so mario the juggler it is the final game to be released in the game and watch series and then it says the gameplay is similar to that of Ball. What? Yeah, it is. It is. It is uh, seemingly identical to Ball, which means I think that <laughs> we're just based this off of Wikipedia. So yeah. I, um, I think that the it, it is incorrect to say that it is like a Mickey Mouse game. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Because there is no Mickey Mouse, no Mickey Mouse ball, unless there is, and it's just not included on this list. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm. I am watching video of Donkey Kong Circus. Uh, this is so weird to me. It doesn't even look. It does not seem like uh, Donkey Kong Circus is like Mario the Juggler. It is esque Mario the Juggler esque, but essentially what is happening is uh donkey kong is in donkey kong circus is on a barrel right on the bottom screen and um pineapples are dropping from the yeah, top this and so his job is to you go back and forth and your job is just not to let the pineapples drop on the ground right and to avoid like flames that are coming out of barrels yeah that's i mean i i understand there being like some um ball dna there but like it's it's a totally different game well all it right. is certainly not like any of the mickey mouse games no yeah not at all all right all right so look mark we've learned a couple things here uh do you want to total up the score while i go through some of the things that we've learned <laughs> perfect yeah um so uh something that we've learned here today is that uh while you and i are neophytes we still did a pretty good job of we, guessing. we did decent I we feel did like. decent I, I feel like we're gonna come in just below 50 percent um but uh that our scholarship on these things seems to be about in line with everyone else's scholarship on these things, right? <laughs> um, there is so much misinformation and so much like half piece of information. There's so much here 
um, Mark, you and I can now like dig into really researching, really understanding what these things are as we move forward. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited. It seems like there's a lot to wrap our heads around here. Yeah, and there's a lot of games that I'm like excited to try. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, uh, man, I'm gonna have to like go on eBay now and try and find some of these things. Uh, I'm looking at them, I'm genuinely excited to, uh, like find some, um, and actually get the. You know, we're gonna play the uh, the game and watch collections on um, DS and uh, 3DS and. Or I guess they're on Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Yeah, but I do see the appeal of um, owning some of these machines, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. Okay, so here's the final tally. We had 17 correct. Okay. Four-ish correct. Okay. Where, you know, we were like, we got elements of it. And then 26 incorrect. Okay, so I was not right. <laughs> I... <laughs> we're closer to like a third, getting uh-huh. like a third of them right. I'm okay with that. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, All right, Mark, let's close this out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this uh, crazy adventure. We look forward to talking more about Game & Watch in the weeks to come. Uh, Please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NinCart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying we are also not like a Mickey game. And thank you for listening. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.